Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to The High Table, the show that's not only about appreciating the artistic and creative works of our time, but also talking about our world and how in the world we live in. This show is brought to you by Shopee. Stay tuned for the Shopee 1212 Big Christmas Sale with free shipping at a minimum price of zero pesos. And co-presented by Bass Pro Shops and Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times! In the Philippines, you know, there's really this indiscriminate oppression of bureaucratic system and we're gathered here today to talk about it. Good morning again. My name is Mackie and here are my friends. I'm Diego. I'm Mitch. And I'm Lance. And... And I'm Liana. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How are you? Uh, what time did you sleep this morning? Uh, what? I went to bed at, I think, 3 in the morning. That explains the eye bags. How about you, Mitch? Never slept. Great. <laughs> Around 2. Unavailable to be with us today is our other friend, Liana, but she'll be coming with us very soon. She's on a phone right now, right, Diego? Yeah, uh, she'll join us on uh, voice chat. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah, anyway, like I said, you know, this bureaucratic system, what, do you, what, do you, what comes to your mind when you think about bureaucratic oppression? Uh, bureaucratic oppression, a bunch of stuff. Like, the first thing that comes to mind, I think, greed. Greed, yeah. yeah. That, that's really what I think is the root of the cause of this, you know. What about you, Mitch? Yeah, uh, you know, the main reason, like, rich people, they want to stay rich. And mainly they do that by keeping other people poor. And that's their, like, common belief. Like, in order to stay rich, you have to keep others poor. And I think that's one of the reasons why there's bureaucratic oppression. What about you, Lance? Yeah? No, I mean, well, well what, what, what do you think about uh, what, what comes to mind with a bureaucratic oppression and all that? Um, for me, it's caused by a lack of accountability in the government. Like, people in power usually just do whatever they want because um, no, one makes, no one makes an answer for it. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense, you know. But... Honestly, for me, I don't think it's a matter of who's who. It's not about a, don't matter if you're a freaking, a freaking higher ups guy, government leader, or even as little as being a boss of something. You know, I don't think this is a, a political problem as much as it's a moral problem. You know, it's, it's a lot deeper. I'll get to more into that, but yeah, that's what we're really going to go over today. You know, we're really going to talk about bureaucratic oppression and how how we we can do about it as simple as, as simple as that but right now we're going to be having a commercial break time check it's 11 18 p.m a.m this time check is brought to you by anchor the free app for creating your own podcasts is available both on pc and uh on mobile uh download it today and you can start making your own podcasts at home anywhere you want with your friends or with your colleagues again that's um anchor.fm if you have any more questions, you can follow us at Twitter at High Table. That's one eight hundred High Table. We'll be right back after these messages and our word from our ABC stations. All right, so we're back. Uh, we're back. Welcome back to the High Table. Yep. Uh, joining us finally uh, is uh, Liana. Great to see you, Liana. Good to see you guys. It's good to be back here in High Table. Yeah, um, so we were talking about um, bureaucratic oppression in, uh, well, rather, uh, what kind of causes it? And we started off with talking about how 
uh, it starts with greed or at least you know wanting to profit off of uh, say a business uh, you guys have uh, did you guys have anything to say about that? Bureaucratic oppression for me I think um, it comes from abuse of power and assertion of dominance because it is a prevailing issue that happens not only in the context of the Philippines but also in all parts of the world and it is not centralized in the government alone but in all public and private sectors of the society yeah uh you know the song of jose marie child uh, whenever i see boys and girls selling lanterns on the street at first uh when you hear it, it's like oh wow they're selling lanterns but you can see they are boys and girls and what are they doing instead of playing they're selling lanterns on the street uh, kind of they're being oppressed in a way of they are being forced by society like in order to do, to seclude them from their childhood by making them sell lanterns which is and we accept it as people yeah you know that's pretty sad like um you have these uh i mean during christmas time people should yeah. be enjoying and all that Parang, that, that actually that's really sad yeah, yeah <laughs> instead, why are they selling lanterns instead you know they have to they have to freaking use the christmas yuletide season to hustle up and earn some money yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's sad because like i mean it actually is the most profitable uh, one of the most profitable times of the year because you have people buying gifts buying decorations and they take advantage of that but not because um not because it's like part of their daily life but really it for necessity yeah i mean come on two thousand years ago there's this guy with a beard who literally what was literally against that kind of stuff you know he got a whip and he just broke everything you know i think i think his name is jesus <laughs> yeah you're right you're right wait so tell us more about it Mitch. yeah um also, it's a bit serious. I found this article online. Oh, and what was it called? They're like very proud because uh, during elections, yeah, uh, children gathered uh, garbage and then sold them for 200 pesos. That's their whole day. And the, the article is very proud that, oh, th- these children, they're poor and they really did their best and they cleaned up the streets and they mm-hmm. made a freaking 200 pesos. And they're like, oh, it's so freaking amazing. But you know, 200 pesos is really nothing. It, and it's a whole day of work for multiple children. It is divided among all of them. Yeah, and it's uh, the fact that they are children. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, normally that kind of stuff, like in, I guess, uh, more advanced society, it should be left up to adults or at least people in the working class. But then, uh, like, because of society, uh, our society, we have uh, children needing to do that. The thing is, why are they promoting it? Why are they proud of it? Why are they happy? So happy of it? Yeah, I, it's. I guess it's something like a spectacle for that uh, uh, for that publisher. That uh, it's not something you see every day, and I guess it's a success in their own yeah. life. But it's like romanticizing the whole idea of um, what do you call that? Uh, the making the best of the Christmas yeah. season. But yeah, as mentioned by Diego before, people tend to romanticize other people's struggles. But in reality, they don't really have a choice. 
because oppressed people don't have a choice. The concept of choice is only for the privileged. And justice isn't served for people who are victims of oppression. And Christmas isn't for everyone, holidays or holidays in general, because it is for the privileged who have no struggles in finding money to spend on. What's your, I mean, how do you guys, like, do you, you see this naman on the streets, right? Like, uh, during, especially during Christmas. Tell me about it. I mean, I can't, I can't go to a, to a nighttime mass in Christmas without, without stopping by at least one kid asking me for, for money. Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, what do you call that? Um, pamasko or something? Darling. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. It, it defeats the purpose of Christmas. You know, I feel like Christmas is really just about celebrating. It's about joy, but it's about giving for the sake yeah. of giving. And it's not, mm-hmm. it's not because it's an obligation or anything. Mm-hmm. But instead, we're this idea of Christmas. It kind of creates this narrative. Get it? Narrative. Mm-hmm. It kind of creates a narrative about how Christmas is just more about freaking. Hustling, yes. not making yeah. money. Making money, exactly. Like, I mean, especially now. I mean, the fact that we're a uh, Roman Catholic, like, uh, especially uh, Luzon, uh, and we're a patriarchal capitalistic society. Yeah, and uh, well, the fact that uh, m- much of the Philippines is a Roman Catholic uh, religion is of the Roman Catholic religion. That means uh, Christmas has a lot more impact yeah. on people. Yeah. Uh, there's more money to be made because of people uh, going on Simbangabe. Um, buying decorations to um, well, you see how extravagant uh, some malls have their decorations at, and uh, it's the time of sales and all that. It's just like widespread uh, capitalism. And all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I mean, I've heard Shopee. Shopee has that. You know, guys, just remember there's a Shopee big Christmas sale, twelve twelve. Twelve twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get your um, you know, uh, Christmas sale items for your uh, loved ones. Uh, just remember to log into Shopee on twelve twelve and uh, buy your uh, Christmas gifts. Christmas yeah. Gifts. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about what about what do you, what do you think, Lance? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think you you guys have said that almost everything about it. But uh, yun, yeah, uh, we've started to commercialize Christmas. Like, it's become less of a, like a sacred tradition, and it's become more of an opportunity to make money. Yeah, it's um, like uh, what do you mean? Uh, what what more about like <coughs> opportunity to make money? As in, like uh, businesses see this as a time to you know uh, advertise their Christmas related products. Ah, yeah. Like, Christ- what do you call this? Like Christmasize their products. Oh yeah, it's a good term. Christmasize. Christmasize yeah. their products. Christmasizing. And not just products, but I mean even services like applications like Shopee. You know, Shopee. Mm-hmm. Shopee. <laughs> <laughs> Shopee. <laughs> okay, that's that's enough. Sh- that, that's enough product placement. For- they're, they're paying us to do this, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Oh yeah. Um, well, if it's in terms of greed and well, like just wanting profitability, like um, I think we can go f- deeper into that. Like, much deeper yeah it's cause I mean uh, Christmas is just I mean it just so happens that we're near Christmas and we're seeing the effects of it uh, early on already even in November uh, even as early as I think September right the Vermonts. Vermonts. yeah the Vermonts right so the Vermonts like uh, having profitability as our starting point like uh, I think 
we can uh, chalk that up to at least those managing the businesses. So higher up, uh, aside from the employees trying to push their Christmas sales and all that, uh, there are those that are organized probably. Um, for example, these children, uh, those that, uh, like what Midge said, the ones, uh, the children selling the, uh, lanterns. the lanterns. Uh, there's someone behind that. There's someone behind that that probably encourages them. Okay, that's how we'll make money. That's how this Christmas we'll be able to feed you and probably myself, but also make more money out of it because it's organized by someone. So this stuff isn't regulated. Yeah. Um, but okay, okay. You know what? I appreciate all this Christmas talk, but we're starting to get a little bit off topic. Yeah, no. Let's get I back. Mean, that's why I'm the kind of moving yeah. towards that the whole uh, accountability thing. Yeah, the uh, the fact that it's managed by someone. Like, just think, yeah, just using Mitch... It all, uh, Mitch it all just goes back to really bureaucratic oppression, yeah? Yeah, it does. Uh, though, like I said, we can go deeper in terms of, I guess, um, where it comes from. Where it comes from, definitely. So, well, I'll try, I'll try to find out. I'll try to understand where it comes from. Let, let me give an example. I mean, you guys, you guys heard of Jollibee, right? Yeah. JFC. And... They're pretty infamous right now. They're they're known for their oh yeah I heard of that for their scandals of labor abuse, labor labor abuse, mm-hmm. endo contracts or contractualization, right? And it says about how Jollibee has almost fifteen thousand people affected by contractualization. Imagine that you know oh. these guys have their own lives, have their own families, and like what you guys said, you guys want to celebrate Christmas, and so. To really celebrate Christmas, they gotta be able to get that money to be able to give those gifts or even have a, f- a freaking feast. But because of contractualization, that's not even guaranteed anymore. After yes. six months, they're <laughs> they're gone, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys probably wonder, oh, why does Jollibee do, do something like contractualization? Yeah, wait, why? Well, it's because regularizing employees is pretty expensive, you know, having those having those incentives for leave, payment for service, retirement pay, all that shit, it's pretty expensive. Whereas, if you just contractualize them, you can just have them for six months and then bye-bye, adios, right? So, it makes sense for small-time companies that don't really have a lot of income or profit, but if it's a gargantuan, like Jolly, Jolly's making millions. Something doesn't add up. So, it just all goes back to but the way I see it, the reason why bureaucratic oppression, what when you guys think of profitability, you guys think of abuse, you guys think of lack of accountability, mm-hmm. I think it's just simply because of greed. It, when, it, when you all boil it down, it's because of greed. Oh yeah, the rich, they want to become richer. The rich, they want to become rich because they don't want anyone, it's not, not really greed, but more like abuse of power. Like, whatever they can get their hands onto because money is just money is just an example of money is just a dimension of capital there's social capital there's political capital and there's Mm -hmm. even physical capital if you go to the gym you know what I'm talking about yeah Yeah. Um, and so these guys they're more hungry about the financial capital financial aspect of power which is money and they don't want anyone taking that away from them Basically, yeah, it's true. What do you think, Liana? Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, good point. Good point. Yeah. You also mentioned. Um. Yeah. You also mentioned about freaking 
starting a riot because of all the, all this happening. Can you expound on that? But yeah, as mentioned by Diego before, people tend to romanticize other people's struggles. But in reality, they don't really have a choice. Because oppressed people don't have a choice, the concept of choice is only for the privileged. And justice isn't served for people who are victims of oppression. And Christmas isn't for everyone, holidays or holidays in general, because it is for the privileged who have no struggles in finding money to spend on. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, okay. What do you think about that, Diego? I mean, well, yeah, starting a riot about that would be... Uh, well, for one, you know, you'd have to organize a bunch of people. And uh, it's not that, I mean, with the regularization thing, uh, it's not that it hasn't been done. It actually has been. I think they, yeah, there, there have been riots, but at the same time, people seem powerless to change much. Uh, yes. That's the, uh, that's the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. That's, that's one, of the, one of the worst side effects of, of greed. Yeah, uh, well, for one, Jollibee Foods Corporation probably, I'm sure, I think they did release a statement on it, but then... That don't change much. Yeah, they don't change much. It's just, uh, okay, we're aware. <laughs> and all that. So, actually, well, what, yeah, what, what, what about you guys? Yeah, uh, the fact that it requires a lot of people, like a lot of small workers to work together just to say something, mm-hmm. just say something and be heard, that really means all the individuals, the workers, they really don't have a mm-hmm. voice. Or if they do, it's very minimal. Like they just have to combine them all into yeah, just to attack just a bunch of like group or the ones on top. And and there's no governing body for that. Yeah, they have unions, but then uh, at the same time, they're also not. They don't have the power to make changes in management that would uh, otherwise like benefit the workers. I thought and the I government think. required the. Jollibee to regularize their workers. Oh, they did. But, yeah, they're not satisfied with it. They Again, I said Jollibee affected 15,000 workers and the government have told them about it and Jollibee said, okay, we're going to regularize 3,000 workers. Oh. Come on. You can do more than that. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, and it, it's because, I guess for one, the it's not necessarily uh, set in law. Like, um... The thing with regularization right now, uh, it, it a lot of companies, including like SM, um, abuse that because of I think uh, I read somewhere it was this loophole in the law where they can uh, technically um, have uh, contracts that I oh, know they don't need to have uh, contracts uh, rather oh you know. Was it contract? Yeah, contractualization of the workers. Where um, it's a common practice actually in uh, SM department stores, uh, where they have just have to renew contract instead of being yeah. Uh, regularized. Yeah. They can bypass it. Like yeah. A, it's not really fair, honestly. It's sad to hear about it, and well, the fact that a lot of uh, companies uh, actually abuse that because, um, technically speaking, it's not. Uh, it's not necessarily um, it's something in I guess the uh, loophole in their contracts that because uh, by default if someone is working with a company for 
was it six months? Six months. Yeah. After six months. After six months. Since the they're gone. Liberty. Yeah, they they have to be technically legally they should be regularized. Yeah, legally should be reg like regularized. But then, uh, after that, like, uh, after six months. Before before yeah, six before months. Before six months. Before they hit that six months mark. Uh, the company discharged them, so they won't hit that six months where they get yeah. regularized. And then they get re. Uh, yeah, and then they get <laughs> Come on, it's not fair. Yeah, it's, it's like, hey, I'm so, I'm sorry we fired you, but you can have it. We can have, we can get you back. Right? Yeah, and Just but, sign this contract and you'll be good to go. But yeah. after six months, bye bye again. Yeah, that's fine. And some people are. The thing is, uh, these employees are okay with that. Come yeah, because on. they get fired and then they got back again. Yeah. And it's not, not They're just there for the money. I'm yeah. like, at least they have a job. So that's a thing yeah. for them. Yeah. So like, where's your dignity? These guys don't care about you, man. Yeah, but it's better than nothing. You can't really blame the the laborers because that's all they have. They don't yeah. have any other opportunities. If if they do, probably they're gonna take it. Good grief. Well, you know, that's a lot that's a lot to talk about, but once again we'll be having another commercial break about it. If you guys guys have any thoughts again, follow us at High Table or you can use the hashtag bureaucratic oppression. Time check, it's eleven thirty-seven AM. This time check is brought to you by Jack in the Box. Experience the joy of the white cheddar cheeseburger combo with large drinks and fries only for four ninety nine. Only at Jack in the Box. Welcome back to High Table. This high, this presentation is presented to you by Star Wars: The Rise of Starwalker. Star Starwalker in theaters January eighth. Skywalker. It's a good movie. Yes. I haven't seen Darth Sidious yet, though. I like how they're teasing it. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So where were we? Where were we, Diego? Uh, we were just discussing um, how, for one, uh, the bureaucratic systems here in the Philippines. Uh, well, are rooted in both greed and profitability, but it goes further to a lack of accountability in its management, uh, where uh, governing bodies don't have enough power to um, really uh, take things into their own hands and for the benefit of uh, the oppressed. And uh, furthermore, it's the the lack of accountability that allows for an abuse of law in these uh, in these situations where. Um, contracts are just renewed. Uh, regularization is, uh, in effect, just um, well loophole. Yeah. So loophole. yeah. Yeah. Can I just say though? Look, we're running. We're pretty low on time right now. Um, can I just say, I don't like how we're limited to just talking about this in the Philippine context because bureaucratic oppression happens everywhere. That it does. Let me, let me, you guys heard of CM Punk? What's that? CM Punk is uh, the, wrestler. the wrestler, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, he just came back, actually, a few months ago. He's now back on WWE and Fox. But back then, he used to work so hard for the WWE, but he just left because of how these guys are not treating him right. And this is McMahon? McMahon. McMahon. Yeah, man. And insane dude. He talked, about, he, he talked about in the Colt Cabana podcast, he talked about how he's been having... He had to work with the WWE even with a staph infection that nearly killed him. Or how he played through multiple he worked through multiple injuries like broken ribs, mm. fractured knees and everything. Like he just finally said, Screw it, I quit. Because that's eventually that's what it leads down to. Those kinds of people who who are empowered, who have the decision to walk away from this kind of oppression, they quit. Yeah, right? they quit. But the, they they at least have the power to quit. But some people, yeah, they have no choice but to. Especially if 
they're really just there for the profit. They they they, they live and die by it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they're locked into it, like these uh, contractualized workers. So, um, having said all that, throughout this entire podcast, uh, since we are the high table, we have a verdict on these issues. Uh, so, regarding the bureaucratic systems here in the Philippines, do you think it's disgraceful or dignified? I would say it's disgraceful. Alright, disgraceful for Midge? Disgraceful for me. Alright, Lance says disgraceful. I'd say it's disgraceful as well. Is this even a question? Of course it's disgraceful. <laughs> and Come Juliana? On. Well, surprise, I would agree it is disgraceful. Yeah, okay, I thought so too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, our verdict. Um, the bureaucratic systems here in the Philippines, absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. I, can I wrap this up? Yeah. I think it's about time that we do. You guys have anything more to say, honestly? Yeah, I think you can wrap it up. Sure. My pleasure. Like I said in the beginning, you know, this whole bureaucratic oppression, it's not just about, it's not, it's not a case of who's who. It's not about who's doing it. It's a moral, it's a moral issue. It's really something that is... That can be that can happen in the most subtle ways. It starts with the human mind, and it starts with the little actions that we choose to do. Let me give an example. You know, I have a teacher. I'm not gonna disclose his name, but like, this guy used to be a management teacher like me, and so he's been there. And right now, he's he's in the corporate world. He's working. So, pretty sure he has a taste of what bureaucratic oppression has been like. And that's what it that's what it is. You know, that's that's why he talks about corporate responsibility and corporate ethics. What he did, you know, and I really respect him for this. At the last day of class, you know, what he did was he treated the entire class to some shakies. Hey, I want some of that, though. Good thing. Too bad shakies not our sponsor. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I'm really hungry. Uh, what he did, he, 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 he told, he did not, uh, I'm, I'm stuttering right now. Um, he did not sugarcoat anything that we still have a long test next week and we have a final presentation, but... That simple move, that simple act of giving back, you know, that simple act of giving back, it really means a lot. And mm-hmm. I think that's how we can approach bureaucratic oppression because contrast that to, to other people who, you know, make, who makes us do stuff that we don't really, we don't really enjoy. Mm-hmm. We don't really enjoy, you know, we just do it for the sake of doing it. Kind of like how those guys, they just work in the end for that for that pay only to get cut off in the end you know and we're we're already right now I'll be honest even as early as college students right now we're already being taught this mindset of just working and working and working but for what exactly a part of sometimes me I'm being driven by the fact that it helps me grow it toughens me up Mm -hmm. even though I lose sleep for it even though I lose sleep for it it still toughens me up right it makes me makes me want to be better because yeah, yeah we but can grow from it. Or you can grow from it. it, but you know, there's some you can do that while at the same time enjoying what you do and doing it for more than just what you get out of it, more than just the grade, right? You have people who are who are losing their minds, losing their mental health, having rough times with their lives, but mm-hmm. they have to pro- throw that away and still still show up to go to work. Mm-hmm. And while I'm not saying that's bad. But too much of it is bad. It is. And yeah, I guess this serves as like sort of a wake-up call or at least just to spread awareness that 
this stuff isn't uh, you can't just you can't just outright avoid it, especially here in the Philippines. It's something that affects all of us. It starts with the little things, really. You know, bureaucratic oppression. It's it's no, it's not instant oatmeal. Mm-hmm. You have to really. It starts with ourselves, and it starts with people who are even listening to this podcast. It starts with being grateful. It starts with giving back. Mm-hmm. And you know? also respecting at least your employees. Like uh, At some point, uh, maybe some of us will uh, start up our own businesses. It starts, yeah, and it starts with transparency. Like For example, if you know that employees are not really interested in doing what they're doing right now, then... They can do something else. They can do something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Make it more interesting because you respect them as they are, they too are human beings. And yeah. it's not about it's not about following what's on the list. It's not about following the syllabus. Mm-hmm. It's about just just doing what comes out. You know, mm-hmm. there's yeah. a, there's a lot of stuff that can be better, honestly. And some people they just don't have a voice. So it's our duty as people who has a voice to speak up for them. They and, can yeah. speak for themselves. Yeah, and, and I, I personally, I don't, I don't give, I don't care who, who listens. I don't care if whoever listens to this may be offended by it. I think, I think those these guys I'm talking with right now, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. They know what I'm talking about. We're all subject to it. We're all subject to it, and we don't like it. Oh, well, I, I don't, I don't say I don't like it all the time, but I do like it sometimes. But right now, right now, it's just appalling. Mm-hmm. It's, and yet we subject ourselves to it. Or subject ourselves. Like, what, you told you told me earlier this morning. What time do you sleep again? Three. But for what exactly? Uh, studying for a final today I have. Yeah, but do you really enjoy it, or do you just do it for the grade? Both, but then mostly for the grade because I gotta I gotta bring up my grade. Can you hear me shaking my head? <laughs> oh man. But yeah. Yeah. It starts with changing that mindset. Mm-hmm. Do and it to be better. Make, take the high road for these guys, even though they oppress you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, learn to walk away. And once you once you fill in their shoes, once you do, once you become the leader, don't be like that. Teach these guys to love what they actually do, to be grateful for it. Mm-hmm. And then the money, the money will just come by itself. Yeah. That's why. That's why I said, you know, I I really think it starts with gratitude. It starts with being grateful. And with that, I think we can end it there. Thank goodness. Yeah. So this was the high table again. Uh, I am Diego. I'm Maki. I'm Mitch. I'm Lance. And I'm Liana. And we are the high table. Uh, <laughs> you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of our podcast for today. The time is now 11.55 in the morning. This uh, time check is brought to you by Shopee, the 12 12 Big Christmas Sale. Stay tuned for it with free shipping at a minimum price of zero pesos. And co-presented by Bass Pro Shops, Morongo Casino Resort and Spa, Good Times, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, in theaters January 8th. And brought to you by Jack in the Box. Experience the joy of the $4.99 cheeseburger combo with large drinks and fries. Only at Jack in the Box. You guys have any questions, please follow us on Twitter at HighTable. Or you can use the hashtag Bureaucratic Oppression. For, for Midge, Diego, and Lance, I'm Mackie. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.